can't be authentically expressed if I refuse to be vulnerable. I can't show up as the truest version of myself if I'm unwilling to share the light parts of me as well as the shadows. And I found that the more vulnerable I am, the more authentic I get to be. And the more authentic I get to be, the more alignment shows up in my life. The more alignment shows up in my life, the more I experience the people, places, the things, the opportunities, all of that good stuff that is meant for me. And the more alignment that I have in my life, the more purpose and fulfillment and joy and contentment and connection and community I get to experience. And so really, at the end of the day, I think vulnerability is truly at the root of living the kind of life that lights you up. Welcome to Lit Up AF, the podcast that helps you create a life that lights you up. I'm Jenny Rose, your average 30-something millennial who spent years following the conventional roadmap to success until one day I looked around and realized I was burnt out, uninspired, and living a life that was out of alignment with my dreams and desires. So I threw away the old roadmap and now I'm following my own inner compass as I create a life that leaves me feeling lit up as fuck. I started this podcast because I know that I'm not the only one who did all the right things yet ended up feeling trapped in a life meant for someone else. So if you're feeling stuck, consider this your permission slip to throw out the old roadmap, tune into your inner compass, and create your unique version of happiness, even if it doesn't make sense to those around you. Join me here each week for a dose of inspiration, encouragement, practical advice, and honest conversations with others on a similar journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Lit Up AF, the podcast that helps you create a life that lights you up. My name is Jenny Rose. I am the host of this podcast, and we are just about a week post-launch, and I have just had the most whirlwind but wonderful last five days since I launched the podcast. We launched with three episodes, and it has been received in a way that I wasn't anticipating. I've had more listeners than I anticipated, and more messages that I've been receiving from friends, acquaintances, peers, old contacts, new people who I hadn't even met prior to this journey, and everybody that has taken a moment of their time to share how the podcast has impacted them, whether it was through a DM or a text message or a rating or a review of the podcast. I just want to thank you so, so much for being here. I apparently had like 185 unique listeners to this podcast. And so it really feels to me like I've just made 185 brand new best friends. And so thank you so much for joining me for the ride. I started this podcast because I really, really wanted to help and I wanted to make a difference. And just knowing that the podcast is resonating for people is just lighting me up so, so, so much. If you haven't taken a moment to rate or review the podcast. It would mean the world to me if you did. This is a brand new venture just starting out. And so the more ratings and reviews that we have, the easier it's going to be to get the podcast out there to more people. So thank you so much for anybody that's already done so. If you haven't, I would really appreciate it if you did. 
Real quick, I want to thank two people in particular whose reviews of the podcast stuck out to me. I really, really loved them. So thank you so much for leaving these messages. The first one is from Law204Ren. Lauren said, so relatable. I don't usually listen to podcasts, but this one resonated so much as a 34-year-old woman feeling stagnant in life and experiencing a shift with an urge to move forward in a new direction. So many times I said yes inside my head while listening, and it's just so reassuring to see someone move past the fear and break out of what's expected of us. And then Ashley Marie 323 said, relatable. This is just what I needed. I've been stagnant in the same ways Jenny Rose speaks about. I walked away from the first episode, writing down all the things I need to feel fulfilled. Absolutely recommend. Thank you, Lauren and Ashley, so much for taking the time to leave their reviews. It means so much to me. And the fact that you're finding the podcast so relatable is exactly what I hope to accomplish here. So thank you again for listening and for being here. So let's dive into today's podcast topic. What I want to talk about today is vulnerability, because this is something that has really been coming up for me over the past week or so leading up to the launch of the podcast. And then after the launch of the podcast, once it was out in the world for people to see and hear. And historically, I would say I have really, really struggled with vulnerability. I have this distinct memory of a moment in therapy a couple of years ago where I just broke down crying, talking to my therapist and saying to her that I just felt like there was really nobody in the world that knew me. I want to be clear here that this was not for a lack of people trying. I have wonderful, supportive people in my life. I have an amazing family. I'm really close with all of my siblings and my parents, my aunts and uncles, my cousins. I have a huge family and I'm really, really close with people. I have amazing friends, some friends who have been in my life since I was four or five years old, other friends who I've met in more recent years, but we're such similar people that it feels like I've known them my whole life. I have a wonderful partner who I really feel like I can talk about anything with at this point, but for a long, long time, I was so afraid to be vulnerable. And I think this stems back from my childhood where, you know, usually when you see challenges with different coping mechanisms as an adult, it stems from your childhood. And I've really come to learn that as beautiful and wonderful as my childhood was growing up, it was challenging in the way that I had a younger sibling that had pretty severe medical needs. She was born when I had just turned seven years old. And so much of the family's time and resources and energy really went to making sure that she was okay and healthy for, you know, maybe like the first 10 years of her life. Fortunately, things have gotten so much better since then, but it was really touch and go for a long time. And I have no regrets. I'm so grateful for the family life and the upbringing that I've had, but it was a really challenging situation as a kid. And I found that when there was so much chaos and my parents were really underwater trying to take care of her and the rest of the kids that the way that I learned to adapt was to not have needs. It was to make sure that I was hyper-independent, that I could do all of my homework by myself, that I always made sure I had a ride if I needed to go somewhere. And that just really built upon itself as I got older and took on more and more responsibility and closed myself off more and more to other people never asking for help. And I think that's relatable. I, I've 
had a lot of conversations with friends in previous years where they sort of have mentioned to me that they similarly felt like they had to do it all, be it all. So I don't think that I'm alone in that. But when I finally had that breakthrough moment in therapy and I realized that I hadn't let people know me because I had been too afraid to be vulnerable with them after so many years of feeling like I couldn't be vulnerable because I had to do things on my own. It was a really heartbreaking realization for me, but ultimately an extremely important one for me to have because from that sort of rock bottom place of being like, wow, no one in my life knows me. I don't even know me because I didn't give anyone the chance to know me because I didn't let anyone in. It opened the doorway to want to learn to be vulnerable so that I could have better relationships in my life so that I could live from a more authentic place. And it was hard to learn how to be vulnerable. And that's why I want to talk about vulnerability in today's episode, because even though I've spent the last couple of years practicing being more vulnerable in my personal relationships, I've never been vulnerable at the scale that is required to be doing a podcast, to be putting myself out there in the world. And to be honest, it's not worth me doing this if I'm not going to be vulnerable because vulnerability is what opens the doorway to connection and community. And that is what I hope to build with this podcast. So it's been bringing up a lot for me this past week as I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm being seen and heard at a larger scale than I ever have been before. And, you know, opening myself up to criticism, maybe, and judgment, but also I'm opening myself up to opportunities to connect with people that I never would have met or opening up the doorway for conversations that perhaps I never would have had the opportunity to have if I wasn't willing to put myself out there. I realize more and more that in order to have a life that lights me up, I need to show up authentically as myself. And I can't show up authentically as myself if I'm not willing to be vulnerable and put myself out there and let myself be seen as the person that I am in my totality and not just the parts of myself that I feel like are good enough or worthy enough to be seen by others. And I do want to differentiate here that there is a difference between being vulnerable and being too vulnerable. To me, I think that that comes down to having the discernment to understand who and when and where to be vulnerable with. And I would recommend that you lead with being vulnerable, but remember that not everybody will have your best interests at heart. So there is still sometimes going to be a need to protect yourself, but I just find that we tend to build our armor so thick that we don't let anybody in and that ultimately does not serve us. So I think that that's going to have to be up to the individual to understand where that line is between being the kind of vulnerable that's going to support you in living your best life versus the kind of vulnerable that is maybe opening you up to getting yourself into hot water. So I do think that each person is going to need to sort of understand where that line is for themselves. But I would say that for most people, that line is probably not going to be where you think it is. I think that the vast majority of people would benefit from being more vulnerable 
in their lives. There is an element of fear in being vulnerable, especially if it's not something that you're used to being. Like when I first had that realization in therapy, it took me a lot of time and practice between then and now to build up to being more vulnerable. I do think that it's important to take things slowly, especially when it's something that you're not used to doing because it can be really scary to be seen, especially when you have spent so many years of your life trying very hard not to be seen. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. Before we dive back in, I want to take a moment to let you know about the 90-day joy journal that I've created to help you live your most lit up life. Journaling has been such a transformative practice for me over the past few years, and is one of my favorite tools for helping me tap back into my inner voice. But at the beginning, I struggled with it. I felt uncertain about what to write about, and because of that, I had a hard time being consistent. So if you're in a similar boat, you should definitely download the 90-day joy journal. Think of it as your roadmap through a three-month journey to establishing a journaling habit and cultivating joy in your daily life. Honestly, it's the journal I wish I had when I first started out, and the best part is it is completely free. You can download it instantly on my website, litupaf.com, or find the link in today's show notes. Okay, back to the show. So now I want to share some tips that I have found to be successful in my own journey and learning how to be more vulnerable. The first is to learn your patterns. When I first came to the realization that I wanted to and needed to, honestly, cultivate more vulnerability in my life, it first took a lot of witnessing before action could come into play. So it took a lot of witnessing in tough moments when I would feel the need to withdraw or I felt like I was shutting down and I wanted to avoid saying what I needed to say or wanted to avoid expressing an emotion because I didn't want to be a burden or to make anybody else feel some type of way. And so the first step is learning to witness those moments when you feel afraid to be vulnerable. There's a book that I really, really love that has been extremely helpful to me on my own journey over the past few years. It's called How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. I'll link it in the show notes. She's a psychologist and is actually known as the holistic psychologist. I believe that's her handle on Instagram and TikTok. And she's a pretty prolific content creator on both of those platforms. And she also has a podcast. I'm forgetting the name of the podcast right now, but if you just look up Dr. Nicole LaPera, you'll be able to find all of her amazing work. How to do the work for me was really key in learning to uncover a lot of patterns within myself, not just those related to vulnerability, but a lot of other old coping mechanisms that I realized were holding me back from expressing myself authentically and being the person that I wanted to be. I really recommend checking out her content and reading that book because for me, it was a life changer. And then once you've started to witness where those patterns are and how they play out for you and what situations they tend to show up in or even who those patterns tend to show up with, like let's say you're repeating an old pattern with a sibling or a family member or just somebody who's been in your life for a really long time, it's really key to witness that. And then when you're ready to move past that witnessing phase and start to build up your vulnerability muscle, I recommend practicing with yourself first. For me, this looked like doing a lot of mirror work, which might sound crazy to some people and might feel really, really uncomfortable at first. It was super uncomfortable for me at first, but 
it's looking into your eyes in the mirror and having a conversation with yourself. I really liked to do morning affirmations when I was first, you know, coming out of that big breakup that I talked about on a previous episode of the podcast. And I was on my own for the first time in a long time. And I found that my worthiness was just feeling at an all-time low. I was just feeling really, really unworthy. And I would look in the mirror and I would repeat these affirmations to myself. You can find a lot of positive affirmations on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram, or I recommend maybe writing them down for yourself or even doing a little recording on your phone of the affirmations and you can just repeat after yourself. And so I would do these affirmations in the mirror in the morning, first thing when I woke up and I would look at myself in the mirror and I would say these things to myself that I didn't believe at the time. Things like I'm worthy, I am lovable, I am kind, I am awesome, you know, things like that. And eventually after days, weeks, months even of saying them, I really started to believe them. And so how to apply it here in this situation that we're talking about with vulnerability, I think it's looking into your eyes and talking to yourself about what emotions it is that you're feeling, what's coming up for you, what you're feeling scared about expressing or how you are feeling nervous about showing up in the world and just speaking to yourself about that. And maybe there's affirmations around it, or maybe it's simply just letting the conversation flow. I also really like putting one hand on my heart and one hand on my belly while I'm doing this. This is something we do in yoga a lot, placing your hands on the body and breathing deeply because it draws your mind's attention back to the physical sensations of being in your body and helps you to get out of the thinking mind, which we know can be so challenging when it's just like full of chatter and anxiety. And so feeling the physical sensations in the body and talking to yourself and learning to be vulnerable with yourself first before you start to express that vulnerability with other people. I think this is a good segue into the next tip, which is learning to actually feel your emotions. I feel a little silly saying this because I didn't know this until I was about 32 or 33 years old when I was doing a meditation course. But in that course, I learned that emotions are not meant to be in the mind. Emotions are sensations to be felt in the body. And they're really only meant to have like a 90 second life cycle in the body. But the problem is we usually bypass feeling the physical sensations of our emotions and instead cling to them in our mind. And that's when we get ourselves into trouble. We try so hard to avoid feeling them that we ruminate on them. We let them sort of circle on repeat in our mind. And something that was really only meant to last 90 seconds lasts for so much longer. And so when I learned that in that meditation course, my mind was blown. So something that's really good for helping you feel those uncomfortable emotions in your body is somatic practices. Somatic practices are not my area of expertise and are probably something that could really be an entire episode in and of itself. But a good example of this is like when you're angry, punching or screaming into a pillow, dancing to move emotion through your body, shaking. Shaking is a practice where you quite literally just shake your body to release stored energy. It's like think about animals and nature and how when they fall down, they get back up and they quite literally shake themselves all over. They 
shake it off and then they go about their day. But human beings, we store it all in our body. And if we're not doing a practice like shaking or dancing or some other somatic practice, then we're not moving that stored energy in our body and it gets stuck there. And so it's really good to just find some type of movement or somatic practice that will help you release that stored energy in the body and let you get past the discomfort of it because you've taken the time to feel it and release it. Now, once you built up some level of tolerance or comfortability by these practices we already talked about, where it's like looking at yourself in the mirror and having conversations, taking the time to feel your emotions and moving tough emotions through your body through movement or somatic practices, then it's time to start to practice this with the other people in your life. And I want to say none of that was linear. You can start practicing this with people in your life right away if that's something you feel prepared to do. But for some people who have really never built up any tolerance to being vulnerable with other people or you feel like you've been maybe like shut down so many times in the past that it, it is really hard for you to be vulnerable, then I recommend maybe taking it a little more linearly and starting with some of those other practices just to build up some level of comfort. Then once you're ready to begin to practice this with other people, I want you to use that discernment again to start to be more vulnerable with the people in your life that you trust the most. What this could look like could be something like you have a bad day and normally you don't rely on other people. You don't want to talk to other people about your emotions. You don't want to quote unquote burden them, even though you're never a burden. But this is something I've said to myself in my head so many times. I don't want to burden other people with my emotions. And instead of bottling that up on the inside, it could be reaching out to a friend that you love and trust and that you know is going to be supportive and reach out to them and just be like, hey, I had a really tough day today. Would you be open to maybe having a half hour phone call with me? I could really use your advice or I, I'm just looking for somebody to listen. That's another good thing is like ask for what you need. If you're looking for advice, say that. If you're not looking for advice, say, I don't feel like I need advice in this situation, but I really just need somebody to listen to me and lend me an ear. It's really important to ask for what you need. And so I would say that you build the vulnerability muscle like you do any other kind of muscle. It's like you start small and you do it consistently and it doesn't have to be grand gestures. Like compare it to going to the gym. If you wanted to start a new gym routine, for example, you wouldn't want to go once a month and go completely ham once a month and then not do anything else. It's so much better for you to go a half hour, a few times a week and start with the small weights and you build up consistency, you build up strength, and eventually you get to a place where you can lift heavier than you did before. It's the same thing here with vulnerability, where it's like lean into being vulnerable in the smaller moments, things that are maybe on a scale of one to five, a two or three level of scary, so that when the time comes to have conversations that require level four or five scary, you've built up a level of tolerance so that you feel like you can have those more vulnerable conversations. It's also important to remember that when you say what you need to say, that you bring in both the good and the bad. I think that sometimes people can be afraid to express the good because they're afraid of judgment or jealousy or people trying to take them down a notch. People are very frequently afraid to say the bad because 
Many of us have those people-pleasing tendencies where we don't want to hurt anyone else's feelings and we don't want to make them upset because then we feel responsible for their emotions. It's very important for every adult to understand that you are not responsible for anybody else's emotions. Yes, you are responsible for your actions, but you're not responsible for other people's feelings. And so if you need to set a boundary or if you need to say something vulnerable that might be upsetting to the other person because that's your truth, then you need to say that. Another tip for practicing being more vulnerable is that all of these things that we've already talked about, this doesn't necessarily have to be with the people that are already in your life. There are lots of opportunities to find other communities that you can express yourself in. Something that I have really enjoyed doing and that really helped me build my vulnerability muscle is going to a full moon circle every month at the yoga studio that I attend. There's lots of different kinds of communities that you might be able to find either online or locally. For me, it's at the yoga studio. I've seen more and more of these full moon circles popping up, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a full moon circle. But small community meetings like this are just so great for building the vulnerability muscle because sure you're having these vulnerable conversations with strangers or maybe acquaintances if you have been attending them regularly like myself but at the same time it can be less scary in my opinion to have these conversations with people who are not part of your day-to-day life and it might just feel a little bit less emotionally charged for you to meet with those people and also Everybody that's there is also there to be vulnerable. And so there's already this level of resistance that's removed by attending meetings like that. And so I have found that this has been super supportive in helping me get more comfortable being witnessed. Lastly, I think that it's important to remember that this will require you to move beyond your comfort zone a lot of times. And so I want you to know that the more you move outside of your comfort zone, the more your comfort zone expands. And so once again, this idea of building up that vulnerability muscle bit by bit over time, this is how you do that. You don't have to take leaps outside of your comfort zone, but take a step or two outside of it. Feel that discomfort, lean into it, try not to close up, try to stay with the discomfort, and then your comfort zone will expand. And then once it's expanded a little bit, then you can take another step or two outside of that. And so time and patience with yourself, compassion with yourself, because this is hard work, especially when you're not used to doing something like this. Take your time, be consistent. And something that I have found that has worked well for me in some of my more vulnerable conversations that I have needed to have over the past few years as I moved from that place of lacking vulnerability to being more vulnerable in my life is to start the conversation by being very honest and expressing how you feel. What I mean by that is starting a conversation with being like, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm really, really scared to have this conversation with you because I'm scared that if I have this conversation with you that you won't love me anymore. And I know that that is maybe irrational, but that is a fear that I'm having. I think if you lead with that kind of vulnerability where you let the person know, like, here's the emotion that I'm feeling and this is the fear that exists under that emotion, it helps them see you as the person that you are. And it helps them want to approach the conversation as a collaborator rather than as two people that are at odds. 
Okay, those are the tips and tricks that I have for being more vulnerable, but I want to leave you with this. The further along that I'm getting into this journey of creating a life that lights me up, I recognize more and more that vulnerability has really been at the root of everything. I can't be authentically expressed if I refuse to be vulnerable. I can't show up as the truest version of myself if I'm unwilling to share the light parts of me as well as the shadows. And I found that the more vulnerable I am, the more authentic I get to be. And the more authentic I get to be, the more alignment shows up in my life. The more alignment shows up in my life, the more I experience the people, places, the things, the opportunities, all of that good stuff that is meant for me. And the more alignment that I have in my life, the more purpose and fulfillment and joy and contentment and connection and community I get to experience. And so really, at the end of the day, I think vulnerability is truly at the root of living the kind of life that lights you up. Because I lived that really individualized experience where I was hyper-independent and told myself that I didn't need anybody else. And honestly, that life was really, really lonely. And we're human beings. We're all wired for connection and community. And this society that many of us have grown up in, it doesn't really encourage connection and community the way that it used to in the old days. And we see how that disconnection is really negatively impacting people's physical and mental health. So vulnerability does lead to more connection for all of the reasons that we've already talked about, but also because vulnerability is at the core of creating intimacy in your relationships. And at the end of the day, we all just want to be seen and loved and appreciated for who we are at our deepest core, flaws and all. And you don't get that without willing to step into the discomfort of being vulnerable with other people. So even though it can be so uncomfortable, just know that on the other side of that fear and discomfort is where the best things in life are. Okay, that's all I have for you today. I hope that this episode resonated for you. It was a vulnerable episode for me, but again, that is what I'm trying to work on and that's what I'm hoping to bring to this podcast. So I hope that you found value in today's episode. And if you did, I would love to hear from you. If you have a podcast topic that you would like me to cover in a future episode, I am all ears. I really want to make sure that the content that I'm creating is going to best serve all of my audience. So shoot me a message over on Instagram or on my website if you have a podcast topic that you would like me to talk about in an upcoming episode. You can find me on Instagram at litup underscore AF and my website at litupaf.com. I hope to hear from you and I hope you have a beautiful week. I will be back next Wednesday. Love you. Bye. If today's episode lit you up in any way, please consider sharing it with a friend or loved one you feel would benefit. If you want to continue the conversation on today's topic, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram at litup underscore AF. Lastly, I would so appreciate it if you left a rating and review for the podcast to help it reach more listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found value in today's episode. I'll be back next week. Love you. Bye.